This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Aaron Rodgers moves up his debut for the New York Jets. There's a young group there. Got to get him reps with that first-team offense. I think it bodes well for Aaron Rodgers to get a little bit of time. It's important for him to play, to bring this offense together in a real football game. It's a preseason game. This is a team that needs offense. They have an outstanding defense, top five defense, and Aaron Rodgers can be the Aaron Rodgers we saw even last year. 30 touchdown passes. All of a sudden, these guys who score points, they have a chance to win the division. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, alongside Matt Jones. I'm Jonathan Zaslow. We're in for the guys today, taking you up until 7 as we kick off hour number 2 here. So, you hear there, Jonathan Taylor, that's the big news. We hit on that at the start of the show. The Colts are, they're allowing him to look around, alright? They're in a relationship but they're allowing him to see if there's something better out there, which I, which I really think, Matt, is is a win-win for the Colts. Like, either he's going to find another team out there who is willing to give up compensation and pay him, and then the Colts can get what they're asking for, which apparently is a first-round pick, or he's going to see, most likely, that no one is interested in giving him what he's asking for, and the Colts are like, all right, so come on back home. Let's play some football and help out a young quarterback in Anthony Richardson. It's a win-win for the Colts, I think. Yeah, all of these running backs, are, are all of them are losing. Like, no one is winning their battles. Every single person is not getting what they wanted. Uh, I'm not even sure that any of them has, have really helped their positions at all. I mean, I guess there's no way to know exactly. But I think for the most part, holding out really hasn't helped anybody. This yeah. isn't going to help either. Um you know, in every part of the world, there has to be demand. And the problem for the running backs is there is no demand and there is a large supply. So basic economics says you're not going to find it. I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to find it. In a perfect world for for the Colts, they will, but I don't think that will happen. Here's what you're going to have. He's going to go out. He's going to realize there's not that much market for him. He's going to come back. He is going to hand the leverage back to the Colts, and then they're going to have to find a way to make a marriage work after uh, some cheating incident in public has occurred, and they have to find a way to save face, and it's not going to happen, and it's going to be awkward. But that's the way this is going to end up because we've now seen this play out over and over and over. Now, that was big news, big breaking news yesterday. And while... Aaron Rodgers playing in the preseason this coming week three of the preseason is not breaking news anymore because we found out a few days ago he's going to play in the preseason for the first time in five years. We did have Aaron Rodgers speak earlier today at Jets practice about, hey, he's, he's willing to risk it. He wants to play in the preseason. Yeah, I mean, there's always that risk reward. I think over the years it just hasn't made sense based on a number of different factors, but I used to enjoy playing the preseason back in my younger years, just to kind of maybe take that first hit or feel the kind of the nerves in the first drive. So I look forward to being out there. It was not much of a conversation with Robert. I think he was a little more nervous. I might have said no, but I was already leaning towards asking him to play. So it was an easy conversation, and I'm not sure how long it's going to be, but it'll be good to be out there with the guys. And obviously, there's been some shuffling around, some some of our front. Uh, back in today at practice. It kind of looked uh, the way things were trending the past uh, week or so, so it uh, be nice to be out there with those five. Now, Matt, I, I want to hear 
what you think about him playing in the preseason. But first, I find what's interesting there is Rodgers telling you that Robert Sala came to him first because I was not going to originally believe that. I feel Aaron Rodgers, anything having to do with the offense, Aaron Rodgers has the first say-so. But he did add on there, I was going to come to him and offer up playing if he didn't come to me first. First of all, I don't believe one thing Aaron Rodgers ever says. So just start with that. Like, there's no – what he says about it is irrelevant to me because I think he's completely full of it. So start you with that. You think it's a show. You think he's putting on a show. I, I think everything with Aaron Rodgers is a show. I think I, I, the, the parts of Hard Knocks that I've enjoyed this year have been the parts that don't involve him because I think everything with him is a show. I think everything is designed to produce an image. It's He is the laid-back guy who says he doesn't care, who cares a, a lot, and those people drive me crazy. Either you, are, either you don't care or you do. Like, I don't mind Kevin Durant having burner accounts and caring because, like, he's acknowledging. He's transparent about it. He's very transparent. This stuff bothers me. Aaron Rodgers, everything is cultivated. So I, whatever he says is irrelevant. What do I actually think happened? I think Aaron Rodgers decided he wanted to play. He both, in that comment, said Robert Sala came to me. That way he looks like a head coach. But acknowledged that ultimately it was his choice anyway by saying I was going to do it regardless. It was a classic way to say I'm not in charge, but I'm actually kind of in charge. As to what's the truth, Aaron Rodgers gets to decide. They're kind of, and I think actually he deserves that. Even my frustration, take my frustration out of it. Aaron Rodgers is the kind of guy who at his age should decide whether or not he wants to play in a preseason game. I also, though, don't understand why this is such an amazing deal. There was a time all of these people played in the preseason game, and the idea that they could get hurt, well, of course you could get hurt. Everybody can get hurt. He can get hurt in the first game of the year. That's I how I feel re- about it. I don't think it's ridiculous for him to play, but it also wouldn't bother me if he didn't play. There, Aaron Rodgers has earned almost nothing from me in terms of interest, but in terms of respect in choosing whether or not he should play in the preseason, I do think he should get to choose. How about the head coach of the Jets, Robert Sala? Here's some from him on why Aaron Rodgers is going to play this weekend. You can't coach scared. You know, you see some of the great ones out there. You know, Kansas City's playing their guys. Buffalo's playing their guys. What's in the best interest for our team is to, to go out there, play some football together, and, and prepare ourselves the best way we can for September 11th. I don't want to just throw them out there for a series and get them out. would like to see those guys to uh, go through transition, get to the sideline, have some adjustments, play with those adjustments. And so you'd like to see that transition happen a few times. All right, so look, Aaron Rodgers, like you said, Aaron Rodgers is likely in charge of everything, especially on the offensive end that's going on there. But he he allowed the coach to save face there by making it seem as if Salah came to him. It was Salah's idea. I agree with Salah, but he came to me. It was his idea, and he's in charge, Matt. Yeah, like I said, I don't care what he says. I he he I he honestly, there is not a more exhausting figure in sports. Than Aaron Rodgers, like just when I think I can't listen anymore, Kyrie Irving, then Aaron Rodgers pops on TV, and I remember that there's someone that annoys me more. Everything around Aaron Rodgers is choreographed to cultivate the image of Aaron Rodgers, and I'm really excited for the games to start because while I am exhausted by Aaron Rodgers' image, 
I'm not exhausted by him as a player. And he was not the same player last year, and I want to see if he can get back to the player. He's a perfect example of how I really like to separate, like in music, I separate the artist from their stances on issues. Like, I don't care if them to say it, but like when when the concert starts, they're either good or not. You know, I don't really like Travis Tritt's political stances, but I love Travis Tritt. I don't like Aaron Rodgers talking, but I do like Aaron Rodgers playing when he's good. And I'm interested, Jonathan, if he's still good. I'm not certain yet. And that's what I'm really excited to see. I'm interested in how, look, he's going to decline at some point, and we really started to see the decline last year. I mean, last game of the regular season, all you got to do is win a home game against the Detroit Lions, and he was terrible. All right, He was awful, and people people skip over that. They skip over that like he wasn't the last time we saw him play. He stunk. Win a home game against the Lions. Get into the playoffs. He and and I'm pretty sure the Lions knew before the game started that they couldn't get into the playoffs, and he was terrible. So anyway, the decline started. I'm interested in how he and in that climate in New York, that media, how they handle. But they are. But they've decline. already. They've already. Like they're all in love with him. Like they all. It's mm. all like a new it's relationship. A it's a honeymoon. But remember, Brady. Look like he had a decline until he went to Tampa. You know, I mean, I've not been married before, but I'm sure there's a sense when you've had a marriage that was bad and coming to an end, there's a time with the new wife or girlfriend where it feels like flowers and he so gets good. in sh- and he gets in shape and all of a sudden he's working out. He doesn't eat fast food every meal and they're like, who was this guy, right? Who's he? Right, sure. It happened with Brady and I think it'll probably happen with Aaron Rodgers. But I want to see, for all of his nonsense, peak Aaron Rodgers played the game in, for lack of a better term, a beautiful way. And if you watch Hard Knocks, they act like that's still happening. I can't wait to actually see if it's still happening, and that's what I'm going to be excited about. Well, and I think when you watch Hard Knocks, and by the way, I'm not sure if you're aware, Leif Schreiber, uh, voice of God. I mean, Aaron Rodgers only said it 53 times yeah, in the first me, episode. In case I you just didn't say, know. on the Hard Knocks thing, if if I have one more person tell me what a good guy Aaron Rodgers is, like if he's like, you know, nobody goes around and going, you know, he's a really great guy is. Jonathan Zaslow, because they just know you are, right? They don't need to say it. I just think there's too much. Thou doth protest too much in telling me how nice Aaron Rodgers is. But the way that we're talking about this Jets team, and I understand how great Aaron Rodgers is, but it's not Tom Brady who made 10 Super Bowl appearances. Aaron Rodgers has been to the Super Bowl one time. Like, matter of fact, there's a much greater chance that the Jets don't go to the Super Bowl than they do. There's a much greater chance your team does not go to the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers at the helm than they will. He's been there one time. Yeah. Well, okay, I I, I sort of get your point there, and then I sort of don't. Because I do think it's fair to say Brady's had a lot more around him throughout most of his career uh, than Rodgers. I think Brady's a better quarterback, but I think Rodgers at his peak hit a level that very few people did. But I also agree with you. I think here's what I think is going to happen. I think he's going to be good, not great. I think they're going to make the playoffs 
and lose in the first round or lose in the semifinals. I don't think they're going to make the Super Bowl. So my question is, if they did all this to come in fourth in the AFC and lose their their playoff game to the Chiefs in the conference semifinals, is that worth it? And I just I'm not sure what people's answer to that would be. Right. Yeah. Because that I, I think I, is the most likely result. The most likely result is they don't stink, but they're not great, and that's what you did. Yeah. Canty and Carlin is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. It's time for Canty and Carlin's Pacey NFL segment. All right, Jonathan Zaslow, Matt Jones here, filling in what for Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Yeah, who picked this? Where did you find this music? Pacey, this fun. is like the this is like the worst music I've ever heard. It's right? Fun. Is this Some supposed to be an? Did you, Shannon, did you do this? It's lighthearted. It's fun. It gets the people going. It sounds like I'm at a polka in 1937. I'll bet those people had fun. I think it's fun. <laughs> well, maybe so. Our it's producer here behind the glass, Shannon Penn, jumping on board here. Shannon, you know I love games like this. What See? do we got going on? I know Zaz is a, a fan of our Pacey NFL segments, so we have one here for you today. We're going to look at the biggest X factor in each AFC division. The biggest factor Ooh. in each AFC division. We'll do the NFC later in the show. So this, yes. can be a, uh, this can be a player, a coach, a player's injury history. The biggest wow. X factor in each division. So, Zaslow, I'm actually going to start with you. And you just mentioned Aaron Rodgers, so let's go ahead and start with the AFC East. What's the biggest X factor this season in the AFC East? Yeah, I think the Buffalo Bills are the biggest X factor in the AFC East. I'm a Miami guy. I'm a Miami Dolphins guy. I think the Miami Dolphins are winning the AFC East. I think the offense is just oh, going to be phenomenal on. all Wait, throughout just the season. Stop right there. Are, are, the, the, you, go on. First, what is it with Miami people – and homerism. You used to work with Amber Wilson. Am I right about that? Yes, we did mornings you for two, five years. I, people say I wear Kentucky on my sleeve. You two wear Miami. Like You really think the Dolphins are going to be better than the Bills and the Jets. The Dolphins, who forget about staying healthy, what have they ever done? So when you say, what is it with Miami fans and homerism? I mean, did you just ask me, what is it with Miami fans and liking and rooting for their teams? I mean, welcome to sports, Matt. Welcome to sports. But I'm just talking about objectivity. I mean, you all get to the games at halftime, so maybe you miss the parts of the games where the Bills and the Jets are going to be significantly better. And that's if Tua is even healthy, which even you would acknowledge is not going to be a You could do that for any team if, if the quarterback is healthy. I'm not doing that. We could do that for every single team. But I got Buffalo. That's the X factor because what is going on with the quarterback and the wide receiver? I mean, you got Stephen A. Smith on first take. He's telling us Stephon Diggs wants out of Buffalo. So if there's a problem with the relationship between Diggs and Josh Allen, that's a major X factor to me in the AFC East, Matt. So I guess you're saying the Bills' chemistry is the X factor. My X factor is Tua and his health. I think it is a huge issue after two uh, concussions last year. Even though if I think even if he plays, they won't win the division. But I think Tua's health is the X factor. All right, moving on here, Zaz. We'll start with you with this one: the AFC South. What's the biggest X factor in the AFC South this season? I think we have three playoff teams. In, well, no, I'm sorry. I went to AFC North. You asked AFC South? South, yeah. We're going to South. My bad. South got AFC South. 
they're the exact opposite, all right? You have to pick a team, okay, to win the AFC South, but my biggest X factor is Indianapolis. And it's not a good division, but Anthony Richardson, so raw, so talented. Is it possible he has one of those seasons where he's running all over the place and makes things difficult for, say, Jacksonville, who I do think is going to win that division? So for me, Indianapolis, I think they're a little bit of an X factor, Matt. Indianapolis stinks. Houston stinks. Tennessee doesn't stink, but they're not going to be good. So Trevor Lawrence is going to be my X factor. I think Jacksonville I think Jacksonville has a chance to be surprisingly good. I don't think they can win the AFC, but I think they could be a two or three seed because they will play those bad teams in the AFC South. Yeah. So I'm going to say Trevor Lawrence. I think he has a massive year this year. He's my X factor. All right, we're looking at the biggest X-Factors here in the AFC divisions. The next division we're going to do, the AFC West. Zaz, what's the biggest X-Factor deciding the AFC West this season? For me, it's the L.A. Chargers. L.A. Chargers are a major X-Factor to me, and specifically the head coach, Brandon Staley. You can't trust him. He hasn't given you reason to trust, but that's a very good roster. It's a very good offense. We know Herbert's the real deal, but I can never trust the Chargers. How many years do we say the Chargers are loaded with talent and they fall short? So can this be a year where it all comes together? I know they won 10 games last year. Can this be a year where the Chargers don't disappoint you? For me, the Chargers, major X factor, Matt. Yeah, for me, it's just Patrick Mahomes' health. If he's healthy, Chiefs win the division, Chiefs win the Super Bowl. If he's not healthy, then somebody else can win. If he's healthy, though, the best bet in all of sports is the Chiefs to win the division this year. So for me, you just tell me at the end of the year, does he get a good health grade? Then I'll tell you who's going to the Super Bowl. All right, the last division here, looking at the biggest X-Factors in the AFC. We're going to go to the North, AFC North, Zaz. What's the biggest X factor in deciding AFC North this season? Now, like I was about to say a couple minutes ago, I think we may have three teams in the AFC North in the postseason. And the team I got finishing last and missing out is the Cleveland Browns. I think Cleveland is the big X factor there. I don't believe in Deshaun Watson. Take the the off-the-field stuff aside. He hasn't had a big season in three years. That's a long time for a quarterback. So I don't believe in Watson. But if he can be that guy again, if he actually can shake the rust off, Cleveland, major X factor in the North for me, Matt. Yeah, I, 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 I know what I'm getting from Burrow. I know what I'm getting from Lamar. I'm interested to see what I get. My X Factor is Kenny Pickett because I actually think Pittsburgh has a chance to be good and make the playoffs if he's good. I have some friends who uh, who are big Steelers fans. They call Small Hands the breakout star of 2023. I don't know if I buy that or not, but if he is – then they can be a playoff team and continue to Mike Tomlin's winning record streak. So I'm going to say that Kenny Pickett is my X factor. If he's good, then I think they have a chance to be really, really solid. And there you have it. Those are our X factors in the AFC in each division. And that also means everyone's out there, oh, what about the NFC? We'll get to it. NFC's coming up. We're taking you up until 7 o'clock. Now, attention. Attention, Jonathan Taylor. Attention, Jim Ursay. Attention, Chris Ballard. You're wrong, all of you. Our next guest here on Canty and Carlin will explain why on ESPN Radio. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Breaking news, ESPN's Adam Schefter is reporting. The Colts have given all-pro running back Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade. It's not like they're looking to just unload him, and I don't think that they would trade him just to trade him. I was trying to piece together teams that have cap space and a lot of picks, and I don't know why the Bears came up in my mind. I think the irony here is so spectacular that the Colts have just spent half a year telling Jonathan Taylor he's not worth the money. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Filling in for the guys today, he's Matt Jones, I'm Jonathan Zaslow. You can hit him up at KY Sports Radio, I am at Zaslow Show on X. Matt, you call? You still calling it Twitter? You call on just, let's, let's call it by the, the right name, X. How you handling that? Uh, I tend to just say, at least in the social media world, if Elon Musk does it, it's a bad decision. So I'm still calling it Twitter because everything he does makes the site worse, including changing it to X. All right. So, I mean, just taking strays there. All right. Very good. It's not a stray. It's his fault. He's the one screwing it up. All right. Well, you heard there the big news over the last couple days. Jonathan Taylor, Indianapolis Colts. He's been allowed permission to search around for another team that wants to pay him. Greg Doyle, Indianapolis Star columnist, joining us here on Canty and Carlin. Thanks for hanging out with us for a little bit here, Greg. And whose fault is it? Who are we blaming? Do we have to blame someone for this situation? Hey, Jonathan. Hey, Matt. First of all, who are we going to blame? Everybody. Everybody's wrong. Everybody has screwed this up. But 
you know, there's a chicken and an egg. What came first? Jonathan Taylor's agent came first. He screwed this whole thing up. Now, the Colts have not cloaked themselves in nobility or common sense along the way. It takes a village to screw something up this badly. But Taylor's agent misread the room, which I hear he misreads every room he ever walks into, starting with he thinks he's the smartest guy in there. And he just he blew it, and he's gotten Taylor's ear, and now Taylor's blowing it, and now the Colts are blowing it, and everybody's blowing it. Greg Doyle is my longtime friend who I miss quite a bit. I hope you're doing good, Greg. I'd also think I that am answer, great. I'm looking at my Greyhound right now. I'm great. I I, was, I think the answer, it's everybody's fault, is the best Greg Doyle answer <laughs> of all time. It sort of summarizes what I love about you. Uh, one thing I don't love, though, is, and I say this as a friend of yours, you yeah. know, right, that Anthony Richardson – is going to stink. Like you, I mean, I know you, I see you writing a lot of stuff. I see you writing that he's going to be good. And I know you're doing that because all the people in Indianapolis want him to be good, but you know, right? Dudes that were play like he did in college, always disappoint in the NFL. You know, that's true, right? Now, hold on. If you're saying he's going to stink this year, yeah, he probably will. No, no, no. I, I think, think I mean, for going forward, he will stink forever. You know that, right? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Look at his college numbers. Compare him to Josh Allen. Very similar. Yeah, but the de- okay. Let Very me just uh, let me just respond to you on that because I watch both guys play a ton. I watched Josh Allen because I had insomnia, and I watched Anthony Richardson because he was in the <laughs> SEC. The difference was Josh Allen was good. Now he had he w- he threw interceptions, but he was good. His team won. Anthony Richardson was on a team full of talent and stunk. Guys like that don't win in the NFL, Greg. I, you know, he had one year. He was, what, 19 or 20? I, I just I think the guy's one of those really raw jewels that if given the right coaching, now it is up to the Colts to coach him up the right way. He could fail for sure because he's not a finished product. Somebody's got to finish him. And so, yes, my, my, my idea that he's going to be really good, and I'm very excited to watch him play this year, whatever he looks like, my idea that he's going to be really good someday is I'm giving two people the benefit of the doubt. Richardson and also Shane Steichen. I'm giving both of them the benefit of the doubt that they're both as good as we kind of hope around here they will be, and if that sounds homerish, whatever. But I need the Colts to win or nobody's reading my newspaper. <laughs> Greg, <laughs> at least you're honest about that. I like that. Greg Doyle here with us, Indianapolis star. I, I understand the Colts not wanting, or everyone else also, not wanting to pay running backs what they've been getting paid over the course of time. But – doesn't having Jonathan Taylor at whatever the cost is for the next few years, can't that at least help Anthony Richardson come along as a pro? Well, yeah, but there's a lot of nuance here, and you missed all of it. No, no offense, but would you say at any cost at all? Well, but they're not going to pay any cost. That's the problem. The problem is Taylor wants to reset a market that's broken. And Jim Irsay is one of those guys. He's not Daniel Snyder. Daniel Snyder would do that to piss off everybody else. Daniel Snyder will cut off his own nose despite everybody's face, because he's that bad. There's a reason he's out of the league. Ursay's not that guy. He, he's loyal to his players. You should hear him talk about his players. He loves the guys. But he's not going to reset the market and, and tick off 31 other owners. He's not going to do it. And furthermore, Taylor, again, Taylor, something has happened behind the scenes. What we don't know, besides Taylor's agent just being that cockroach that walks the car, across the kitchen counter, having no idea he screwed it up for everybody in his way. He has no idea. That guy... That guy was a professional wrestling agent. That's where he made his bones, I'm being dead serious. So then he upgraded to the UFC, and I love the UFC, but 
Those are two sports where you need villains talk, to move the needle. Don't talk about bad. Don't talk bad about sport. wrestling, Greg. You're not talking bad about wrestling. You know who you're talking to. I'm you. not. Like you're not. I'm not. You're not going to do that on to me, are you? I grew up loving Jerry the King Lawler, so no, I'm not going to do that. But I will All say right. that representing a pro wrestler is not the same thing as wrestling, representing a football player, especially in my city. Uh let me. I want to. I want to go back for a second to, to, to Richardson. Yep. Let's just leave aside my assumption that he's going to stink long term. But let's say that there. Now that he's there, you want to give him the best potential to succeed. I was very, very surprised that they decided to start him because of the four major quarterbacks that came out last year. I thought there was pretty much a consensus that he was the one least ready to start immediately. I mean, he struggled at Florida. Why do you think they did that, and do you think that's a good decision? I mean, you can ruin a guy's confidence in a year. Do you think that was the right play? You can't. Listen, that is one of the things so hard about quarter, judging quarterbacks is so much of it is between their ears, and even deeper than that, it's not just intelligence because he sounds like a very smart guy. It's, it's yeah, the confidence level. It's the uh, can you bounce back from throwing picks or from getting sacked 40 times? Can you do that? And there's only one way to find out. I know that, and I'm not saying they're right, but I, I'm happy he's playing. Cause what, what the Colts are thinking is, if he's good, hey, great. If he's not good and, and the Colts go 3-14, and 14, they can go pick Marvin Harrison Jr. and give him a great toy next year. What Ursay strongly believes, and Chris Ballard too, strong, the GM here, strongly believe is that a quarterback needs to play to really get better fast that's just what they believe are they right or wrong we're going to find out with Anthony Richardson because we've not seen I mean Andrew Luck played right away but he's a polished guy coming out of college Richardson's not but one more thing the game has changed a lot in the last five six years it's a lot easier to play quarterback it's not easy but it's easier to play quarterback because they get you out in space the throws are so much shorter and quicker you're not dropping back seven steps and, and analyzing the field more than once a game maybe and that's to throw a Hail Mary so it is easier to come out of the gates firing now than it ever was before last question i, I want to ask you you mentioned jim ursay i i find indianapolis and its obsession in a positive way with jim ursay weird including former players i mean mcafee's the most obvious example but there are people who just sort of have a just an affinity for him that outside of that bubble i find weird why is that and you're in the bubble now, but you used to be outside of it. Do you find it weird at all? Well, no, but first of all, did I, did I apologize, do I owe you an apology, Jonathan? Did I hurt your feelings? Oh, don't be silly. Get out of here. What's the matter with he you? He has no feelings. Okay. Don't you worry about it, oh. Greg. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> He's numb. Um, yes, when I was at CBS living in Cincinnati, I may have ripped Arce a time or two, and if I didn't, I wanted to. Because, out, out, because outside the bubble, you don't really get it. You don't know. I'm in the bubble now, and I came here thinking I was going to rip him. But you, you get here and you realize he's a – okay, look, he's got some things in his record. We all do, but he's got some addiction in his record, and that, to me, skews whatever your things are. Addictions, addictions is a whole different ballgame, and I'm not judging anybody who's got it. He's got some things in his background. We know that. But his heart is gold. He, he does stuff. He's one of those guys that does great things, and you don't know about it. He doesn't put out yeah. press releases. They announce some things. They do. But he does stuff that no one knows about. Like, he will send his jet to Florida to pick up a guy who found his lost dog from five years ago. And no one knows. I know these things, but they don't want me to write it, so I don't write it. It's, uh, his heart's in a great place. He is all about Indy. You know, and, and this is a market. We are, you know, fly over country and all that. 
we are who we are, and we know what we're not. We're not, you know, New York, California, Texas. We're not any of those things. We are Indianapolis, and Ursay is all about us. And so, yeah, we're all about him, and I am not sorry about it. Greg Doyle, Indianapolis Star, at Greg Doyle Star on Twitter. I call it Twitter. I don't call it X. Thanks a lot for joining us here on Canty and Carlin. Love you, Greg. Greg. Good talking to you. I love you, Matt. Thanks for having me on, Jonathan. Talk to you guys later, I hope. Bye. Thank you. There you go. That's Greg Doyle. So he is not a fan of Jonathan Taylor's agent. Safe to say, right? He is not in on Jonathan Taylor's agent. Greg's the best. I love that he – I love his answer of it's everybody's fault. That's so him. I love it. All right, so you may be asking yourself, who is Billy McFarland? Well, Billy McFarland just announced the return of 2017's disastrous fire festival. Tickets are up to $8,000. We'll tell you more about it next on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, filling in for the guys. I'm Jonathan Saslow. He is Matt Jones. So, Billy McFarland, we haven't heard that name in a little bit, right? So, Billy McFarland was the original, do we call him promoter of the 2017 disaster uh, known as Fire Festival? Criminal of the 2017 disastrous okay, Fire yeah. Festival. I think he ended up in prison for it, so I think that's fair to say. Yeah, and, and and can you give us a quick synopsis for those? Well, who, for people who didn't see it, there have been two yeah. documentaries about it. They're both very good, but he decided to have this festival out on an island, uh, in you know, invited the public, charged a ton up for money for tickets, had all these famous people uh, promote it, and it turns out it was a scam. They weren't ready for it. And the documentaries, if you've never seen them on Hulu and Netflix, I highly recommend them. They're both great for really different good. reasons. And now it's he made the announcement that even after like screwing up the first one and going to prison, he went to prison for what happened on it. He's doing another one. Here's what he said. This is a big day because as of right now, Fire Festival 2 tickets are officially on sale. It has been the absolute wildest journey to get here, and it really all started during the seventh month stint in solitary confinement. I wrote out this 50-page plan of how it would take this overall interest and demand in fire and how it would take my ability to bring people from around the world together to make the impossible happen but how would find the best partners in the world to allow me to be me while executing Fire's vision to the highest level. In my first year, I partnered with one of the biggest and best TV companies in the world to produce a documentary called After the Fire. I've also worked with one of the biggest production companies to sign a deal to produce Fire Festival, the Broadway musical. And finally, today we are announcing Fire Festival 2. We spoke to people as far away as the Middle East and South America, and ultimately we decided that Fire Festival 2 is coming back to the Caribbean. We are targeting Fire Festival 2 for the end of next year. And in the meantime, we'll be doing pop-ups and events across the world. Guys, this is your chance to get in. This is everything I've been working towards. Let's go. You got five on it, Matt? 
You got five on it? Well, it's time. I, most, Let's go. There's a lot of uh, a lot of really ridiculous things in there, one of which anytime a sentence starts, as I first started with my seven <laughs> months of solitary confinement, I'm going to be skeptical. I really want to know what his Broadway musical is going to be. <laughs> like, that's going to be terrible. I mean, the guy is a complete fraud, but at the same time, he has to know that if he screws this up, he'll go to prison even longer. So we'll I do would more think- prison. Yeah, so I would think that it probably will go off fine and just be boring and not fun. Um, but he, you got to say, scammers will scam, and he continues to do it. I mean, on some level, if people pay for it, there you go. Well, and, and 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 also, like, if you ha- if you didn't see the documentary from a few years ago, these people who went on, like, it became like this social media phenomenon where you have to be there. Okay, oh, I don't know anything about this fire festival, but everybody's going. I gotta go, and they promised all kinds of acts who are like, we've never even heard of this guy. And so the people who went, like, they were stranded there. They were stranded. And- and- they were promised these like beautiful cabanas that they're sleeping in when they were just these tents with like an air mattress and the food. It was like losers lunch sandwiches. It was like bologna and and a and and, and a yellow American cheese was was the meals that were packaged for them. And these people were stranded there after paying tons of money. And now there are investors out there who have given this guy, or at least he's claiming, well, it's, money I, I, again. I, I, but I, to be honest with you, I can see why, because we are a culture. I, I will make you a prediction. I'm not saying this event will even happen, but Go there ahead. are a lot of people that are going to buy tickets to it. Because Chris Rock many years ago said, if you put an apple on television, and then you go put it in Times Square, there will be people that will stop at it and go, hey, there's the apple that was on television and want to take a picture. There's a sense in which society loves to spe- see spectacle or fame, and he and this and this festival are famous, and so I actually think it will probably succeed, even if it does feel scummy. Fire Festival, if you haven't checked out the original documentary, one on Netflix, one on Hulu, they're both really good and unbelievable. All right. Everyone who knows me knows I love a good power ranking. Well, NFL preseason power rankings are out. Who in the top 10 does not belong? That's next. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.